We believe life is precious. This is it. We've got one shot at this. It's on us to live life to the fullest, to maximize what we've been given and play the game of life at our full potential. Are you living up to your potential? Are you frustrated that despite your best intentions, you just can't seem to make the changes needed to take things to the next level so you can impact your career, relationships, and health? If this is hitting home, you're in the right place. Our mission is to open the door to the exceptional life by showing you how to play the game of life at a higher level. So you're playing at your full potential rather than at a fraction as most people do. We'll share the one thing that once we learned it, our lives were transformed. And once you learn it, watch what happens. Welcome to Think It, Be It, the podcast. I'm Kelly Hatfield. Hey, and I'm John Mitchell. So Kelly, here's the topic this week. 95% of your thoughts are unconscious, and that's the opportunity. So let me explain this. Okay. Uh, and, and I want you to challenge me uh, every step of the way, and because I really want to explain this so that it's it's crystal clear for our audience, because I think it's uh, really powerful to grasp this. And so just think about this. Your success in life, as well as your enjoyment in life, comes down to the thoughts that are going on in your head most of the time. Would you? We talked about this before. You you agree with that, right? Absolutely. Quality of your um, thoughts equates to the quality of your life. Right. Yep. So, but let's let's figure out why is that? Why do your thoughts determine your success? Well, it's because your thoughts determine each action, and and your actions create your success in each area of your life, in your career, in your marriage, in controlling your health. But here's the opportunity. 95% of your daily, daily thoughts are unconscious, and that's actually a good thing because if they were conscious, think about this, you'd have to spend all your time consciously trying to control your thoughts. You wouldn't have time for anything else. But the fact that they're unconscious is actually the opportunity to control your thoughts. You simply have to influence the mechanism that's generating your thoughts, your subconscious mind and the autopilot. And again, you do that by repetition from feeding to yourself each morning the succinct articulation of your life. You know exactly the person you want to be, exactly what you want to accomplish, and precisely how you're going to achieve your clearly defined goals. And so, you know, that process takes 12 minutes a day. And if you do that, you gain control of your thoughts and therefore your success in life. And, you know, as people sort of hear that, this whole idea, the other th credibility factor is you're applying the central concept of the top book of the world on success to your life. But how does that, that hit you? Does that, to, do you see why the fact that, that 95% of your thoughts are unconscious is actually the opportunity? Does that make sense? I think so. I mean, you're basically just flipping. To me, it sounds like what we have been talking about, you know, and I'm so well versed with it that I'm like, right, I've seen it as an opportunity, you know, um, but I get why 
you're emphasizing the fact that it's an opportunity because, you know, we know that, again, if you had to think about and consciously think about every, you know, thought you had right. and action you took, and um, then you would be exhausted. I mean, think you'd have to think about how to tie your shoes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, exactly. How to brush your teeth, all of those things, you know. So that autopilot really is an opportunity if you get it working for you. It can right. really serve you. And so I get where you're going with it. Well, and I think you have to sort of separate thoughts and actions. You know, I mean, it's it's factual that 95% of your thoughts and actions are unconscious. But let's let's separate actions out for a moment and just focus on thoughts. Because, you know, every every action requires a thought. You can't take an action without a thought. But obviously, you're taking actions that you're not conscious of because you're having thoughts that you're not conscious of. And, you know, the the maybe the new information from my standpoint is seeing that if you if if it was all conscious and you were trying to control your thoughts, that'd be impossible. You just couldn't couldn't do it. That's why we're built the way we do. You know, so many of our thoughts are unconscious. But but that's the opportunity, too, because if you go into the mechanism that's generating the thoughts by feeding it the the uh, succinct articulation of your life, that influences the thoughts as they're being generated, which in turn influences the actions that get created. And, you know, for me, now I have more clarity. Oh, that's the fact that they're unconscious is the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Well, can you break this down? So for somebody maybe who's listening for the first time, can you bring this down to a more like practical example what it is you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me think of uh, an example. Yeah. OK, I've, I've got an example. Let's say that in my in my marriage, you know, the quality of my marriage and and the relationship I have with Jenge is a function of my daily actions. And and so every day I am I feed myself, I'm flexible, patient, and thoughtful. And so that's those are the actions I want to have. So I'm feeding that to myself every day. Well, I, I see it play out uh, all the time. And in fact, I now lately oftentimes say to her just you know like our relationship mantra flexible patient and thoughtful just playing with each other mm-hmm. and and so i see that when i feed that to myself every day to my subconscious mind that then when i'm i'm out and and having my relationship with Jenge and we're interacting you know i'm predisposed predisposing my thoughts and my actions for me to be flexible, patient, and thoughtful. And what happens is, let's let's say something happens between us in the moment, and and it tests my patience. Well, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I'm sure. Yes. That, that, Not you. Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> I know it's hard to believe. But, you know, I see how... I see it all the time because when when my patience gets tested, I'm going to go one of two e- ways. Either I'm going to be impatient and that'll re- be reflected by something I say or do, 
or I'm going to be patient. And I continually see, because of my programming, I'm patient. And I think that's the key thing for people to grasp is that your success in each area of your life is is a reflection of your daily actions. The, the cumulative effect of those daily actions determine your your success. Therefore, you got to gain control of those actions, which means you have to gain control of your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So does that, does that help? Yep, that helps significantly. I just wanted to make sure that there was a connection being made because we're talking, because we're talking, you know, kind of like conceptually. And so right. to be able to bring it down to an example for people, I thought that that would be helpful. So thank you. Well, and I think, I think you're, you're getting at the root of it too, in that, you know, you talk about actions, but what, what actions are you really talking about? And I'll give you an example in career. As, as you know, you know, in our our template, we're having you articulate what's your succinct business plan? What's, what's your strategy for success? What are the two or three things that move the needle? What's the linchpin issue to go to the next level? Where do you want to be three years from now? What are the milestones to get there? That's, that's six things. Well, you know, when I was in my thirties and forties, I didn't think about that stuff. Never thought about that nope. stuff. Maybe. I just get up and do the best I can. Yep. And then when I started thinking about those six things every day and I'm feeding it to myself, voila, I get up, I'm focused only on what moves the needle because I already thought about it. I'm, I'm feeding it to myself. I'm oblivious to things that don't move the needle, which causes the needle to move because I'm moving the damn needle, yep. you know? You know, I'm also, you know, feeding myself our succinct strategy for success. Well, I'm I'm understanding why my business is successful and what's that maybe it's that unique selling proposition that makes makes us different from the other guy. You know, I that's that's influencing how I'm tweaking that, you know, and and I just see the power of uh structurally feeding those six things to myself every day and how transformative it was. And then and then combining it with, you know, the habit of setting aside time to think two times a week, which which is refining all that that I'm feeding myself. And and then I look at, you know, what am I feeding myself regarding my health? You know, yeah, I'm feeding myself that I exercise six days a week and that I I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm taking these supplements and I'm you know getting this much sleep and I you know of course it's influencing all of my actions so that's you know that's the the power of it once you start seeing that your success really is happening because of your actions and this is how to influence those actions then this all to me is is pretty damn simple. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, that, you know, just the key here is being deliberate and very intentional about, you know, create the, the thoughts, you know, right. getting like where you use flexible, patient, you know, thoughtful. Right. All right. Flexible, right. Yes. Thoughtful. Okay. You yes. <laughs> might want to try that on Jared. He might. Of course, you're so damn flexible, patient, and thoughtful by your nature. <laughs> but, you know, to the examples you gave about business and in health and in your marriage, the really great thing about 
getting control of your thoughts and being very deliberate and intentional about it. And I will tie mine to identity too. So like when I'm thinking about health, I'm like, I am an athlete. So I begin then to think like one. I'm careful about what I put in my body. I'm competitive with myself, with my numbers, with my stats, with things along those lines. So I'll tie it into identity as well. But what's really interesting is that when you are deliberate and intentional about your thoughts and you put that repetition into play like that, we've talked about this so many times, I know, but it it just fascinates me. And that is your reticular activating system. Like mm-hmm. once you are plugged in, then, for example, in, in the example you gave about um, Ginger, thoughtful, patient, and flexible, then you are, you're seeing opportunities to be thoughtful. Right. You're, you know, when I'm thinking about business and the things that move the needle, I'm locked in and all of a sudden I'm seeing opportunities that are aligned because I'm so clear about all of those things that you just mentioned. And as a badass business owner, which is another one of my, you know, identities, you know, that is dialed in and I know where my superpowers are, then I am that reticular activating system is working for me. And it's pulling those things into my life that are aligned because I'm crystal clear about those thoughts that I'm having and the actions that I'm taking. Right, right. You know, I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, both points, you know, Assuming an identity is critical because once you do that, an identity acts in a certain way and there's clarity about that identity and who, who the the actions and thoughts that identity has. But, but you know, you talk about the reticular activating system, which is the filter for the brain. Pure law of attraction. You know, people may go, well, you know, I don't know about the law of attraction. It sounds woo-woo. Oh, it's real. It is It is definitely real. And when you, when you feed yourself what you want and how you're going to get it every day, believe me, the law of attraction is in hyperdrive for you because most people see their life very generally and haven't thought through it deeply. And... And so they don't really engage the law of attraction to the level that that you or I do. Yeah. No, and and I think, too, for me, the law of attraction, because I used to be on that side of thinking, you know, like I watched The Secret and I appreciated some of the things about it. But like, I don't think if I just really hope for open parking spot that one is going to show up for me. (laughs) You know what I mean? But I think what once I understood the science behind the law of attraction, which is your reticular activating system and your filter right. for your brain. Like once I understood there's a scientific component to it, I was like, oh, okay. And now that's like completely, you know, working for me because, you know, of all of the things that we've talked about today. So back to your point at the very beginning about it being an opportunity versus, you know, I think we framed it in ways in the past where, you know, you're, which is true too, that your subconscious mind it's your autopilot is often not wired for success. It's not designed yeah. that way. You have yeah. to wire it. And that's where the opportunity is. Yes. Very good point. You know, it's interesting. I uh, I taught, think it'd be it to this guy, Chaz Wolf, who, who has a big mastermind basically called Gathering the Kings. And he's he's in Kansas City. 
And so I meet him. I was on his podcast six or seven months ago, and he's enamored with Think It Be It. He comes to Austin, teach it to him over seven or eight weeks. And now he says, well, listen, I have this sort of elite group of people and He's just start starting this, and so the initial group is six people, but he wants to turn it into, you know, a thousand people. He says, I'd like you to teach, think it be it, to these six people so that as I take my highest level group, we're all sort of singing from the same hymn book. So we're going to, it starts tomorrow. And, you know, it's so fun to take entrepreneurs that are, you know, in their 30s and 40s and and, you know, largely, Chance would tell me, he says, you know, they're they're joining the Kings because of the camaraderie. You know, it's sort of like people that are doing, entrepreneurs that are doing EO, you know, they're doing it for the camaraderie. Well, you know, who's kidding who here? <laughs> that doesn't help, really. I mean, it's nice to, because it's lonely at the top when you're an entrepreneur. Yeah, definitely. But, but at the end of the day, believe me, I say this from experience. It's nice, but it doesn't help. I mean, you know, if you're going to really be successful, you got to up your game as an entrepreneur, you know? And just like I said many times uh, about my story, for 20 years, I made $200,000 a year because that was where my level of competence was as an entrepreneur. Maybe I wanted to blame it on other things, but maybe your record is what what it is. And and I was a $200,000 a year guy net. And, and if I wanted to start making a million, I added up my game. And so, you know, it's fun to take these six people and – you know, the first thing I'm telling them is I'm like, you know, you don't even have a way of doing life at the moment. You're winging it. Just like I, of course, I can say that because I was swinging, you were winging it. Yep. And and I'm like, if you want to keep on winging life, and which means not really having a way of doing life and just waking up and doing your best, then you're going to keep on getting what you're getting. But if if you really want to up your game and and not just in your career, but but in your health and in your marriage, let me show you a way to do life that's radically different than the other 98% of people are doing it. And, you know, it's so fun. And then this is true also with, with my students to take, to take them and, you know, they're just, you know, they're just trying to figure it out and nobody's ever given them a way of doing life. And so I don't know, I'm, I'm uh, in my element this this week with the opportunities to teach, think it, be it. Yeah, I love it. Well, so as we wrap this up, I think the takeaway is just to to contemplate this that that the fact that ninety five percent of your daily thoughts is actually the opportunity for controlling your thoughts and and also controlling your your actions that's the opportunity and the again the opportunity is to to go into the mechanism that is generating generating the thoughts your subconscious mind and influence it and again as we've talked about this before the only way you influence the subconscious mind is repetition 
it doesn't, you can't logic your way through with the subconscious mind. It doesn't care about logic. It's purely that, that repetition every day of, you know, the person you want to be, what you want to accomplish and how you're going to, how you're going to do it. So my challenge to our audience is just as you're putting your head on the pillow, just think about it. If, if you believe that 95% of your thoughts are unconscious. And you can Google it to if you question it, but just just think about if you believe it. Because if you believe it, then this is the path for changing your life. If you don't believe it, then, you know, I do some research. But once you sort of embrace that 95% of your, your thoughts are unconscious, a whole new world opens up. So until next time, we'll see you. Thanks for listening today. If you've had your own aha moment from today's episode, send me or John an email. We'd love to share your epiphany with our audience. So email us at kelly at thinkitbeit.com or john at thinkitbeit.com. In the meantime, live the exceptional life. 